Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's the Colts 24, it's the Bears 17, it's the first time the Colts have won in nearly 4,000 years. It's a preseason game, don't laugh JMV, I haven't introduced you yet. It's a preseason game, but a win is a win, I guess. Even when you win without your starter, Anthony Richardson, who didn't play for, well, reasons I don't know, but neither did Justin Fields uh, on the other side for the Bears, although they've got a quarterback we got to talk about, and maybe we've got a quarterback we've got to talk about. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. JMV, he is the voice of sports in Indiana from 93.5107.5, the fan. I want to get into some specifics, but let's start with uh, an overall. Uh, this team uh, is down in, in the fourth quarter, wins 24 uh, to 17. What did it show you, the good, the bad, the ugly, the entire game? Well, it really didn't show me a great deal, to be honest with you, because there wasn't a lot to see that's going to translate, we believe, going to translate Tony to the regular season. I mean, you, you, you get a win, you, you played – yeah, some positive football at times. I mean, if you're talking about the backup, I guess you feel secure about Minshew. You're talking about the double backup, you feel secure about Ellinger. But none of that really matters. I, I think what I came away with as far as this was concerned is, to me, it was a missed opportunity still. And whether it was a series or a handful of snaps or just introducing your new, hopefully long-term quarterback, to all those Colts fans, I mean, that was nearly full on Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium. It was a great evening. The window on the roof was open. And the Colts, Tony, kept mom about what they were going to do. There was absolutely zero reason to do that. The Bears had already announced Justin Fields wasn't playing. Um, you know, and I know teams handle this differently. And I know you may very well play in Philadelphia coming up later on this week. But I, I thought that um, it was lame that he didn't trot out there and at least play a series in front of those fans. Um, and I thought it was late to a point from the Colts to where you could have just announced that he wasn't going to play. I mean, he didn't have to go through that whole dog and pony show. And um, I think everybody would have been okay with it. Maybe you wouldn't have had all the fans out there. But it just kind of seems to me like you did that more with trying to get people in that only preseason home date that you have then it didn't represent anything else. And that rubs me the wrong way. When we take a look at quarterback, uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, 13 for 15, 107 yards, and gets the touchdown, which was a lucky touchdown. Uh, Sam Ellinger was 9 for 14, 124 yards, eight carries for 60 yards, and that touchdown. Uh, people talk about Ellinger and the poise, and, and, or Ellinger, I should say, and the poise, and, and how well he did in that game. I thought having to run for 60 yards was telling me that either he couldn't find a receiver or he wasn't getting enough time to hit a receiver. What Did it say anything to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny you mentioned that, too, because, you know, the offensive line is one of the major sticking points, Tony, that we're going to be talking about leading up to the start of the season and then once the season is underway because it performed as a unit so badly 
a year ago, and even more so than that, this is the part you're bringing up here is the depth, and they're continuously searching for that type of depth. And I will say this, uh, for Ellinger, this is something that he has done. This is one of the reasons why Jim Marseille a year ago wanted to see him installed as a starter when really nobody else did. I mean, that was Jim Irsay saying, all right, Ellinger, I want him to start and making that particular decision because you see moments like this. The only thing is moments like this don't translate to when things are absolutely real, and that's why he's going to end up being, you know, the third-string quarterback, and that's why he doesn't have a starting job. But the offensive line is what you're talking about here and trying to create and find some depth, which, honestly, Tony, I don't know where it is right now. Like, I have my fingers crossed this offensive line with Tony Sperano Jr. in his first year. Coaching that unit is going to be just galactically better than it was a year ago. I'm not certain that that's going to be the case, but I know this to be certain is they don't have any depth whatsoever, and they're going to have to find it with that particular group, whether it's you know Danny, Danny Pinter or, or whomever who has been there so far, and you know be rotational and to be able to help guys when they get injured because there are going to be injuries in this group, and they have zero depth right now. So maybe you saw a little bit of that, especially in the blocking lane, Tony, for a guy that can use his legs, much like Anthony Richardson will. So maybe there are some, you know, uh, equations you can kind of draw up that that would, uh, I, I think, equate to what you saw on Sunday compared to the regular season. But there's not a lot to go on. I'm probably stretching it a little bit in that explanation. Uh, it's just, you know, it's something that I noticed, but you brought up Jim Irsay that very, very, I mean, him talking in the third quarter, it was, it, it is surrealism. Every time he opens his mouth talking to JMV from 93.5, The Fan, the voice of sports in Indiana, because he brought up the running game. He brought up Jonathan Taylor. But before we get to it, let's be clear about one thing regarding yeah. the running game. Five carries, 18 yards, one touchdown for Jake Funk. Second preseason game, two touchdowns, two games. I'm just saying, that uh, could be yeah, playing. That's nearly, four yards. that's nearly four yards a carry. And you, as his biggest fan, had to be incredibly excited. Were you not on Saturday? I Was I not entertained? I was entertained. <laughs> <laughs> but this all, this whole running game thing, and I actually think that there are some guys on uh, who we have who can actually play. Like I, I don't have have I have less concerns maybe than than others. I think that if you just do have that offensive line, you can find guys who can run downhill. Um, but when you listen to Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, sitting there with Rich Valenti and 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 Greg Regstra. Uh, talking about Jonathan Taylor, and he's so great, and we understand these things, and I get what the kids doing, and th- and it, it was it was rambling on on rambling. Did you end up with a sense after you deciphered that with your Ovaltine decoder ring that this that the objective of Jim Irsay is to keep Jonathan Taylor, or was this all lovely platitudes? And this is this is the end. Jonathan will be in another jersey by the time the season starts. You know what, Tony? My my interpretation of it was this way. I, I thought it was more in the moment of not creating any more static 
or causing any more fires. Because honestly, I bet you if you're going to ask the higher ups besides the owner if they wanted Jim Mercy to go on in the third quarter, they didn't. Because honestly, a lot of the reasons why we are where we are is because of what Jim Mercy ultimately started. And it was interesting in that interview when he said he was hoping uh, that that Chris Ballard is going. I'm paraphrasing here. Chris Ballard is going to calm the waters. Well, you know these these waters are choppy because of what Jim Mercy started. So, I mean, it is all about him. So I think he was trying his damnedest not to say anything that could even close to becoming uh, equatable to flammatory uh, in this situation. Not starting anything else, keeping it where it is. That's what I gather from that conversation is we're kind of where we were this past week. You know, one side's on one side, the other side's on the other side. And at some point, you know, unless he's going to stay on PUP and ride this thing out, he is going to have to play. And really, you look at it probably as next week, maybe next Tuesday, for example, something like that, when you get to the time to where you need to see him doing something in preparation for the start of the season. So we'll look to next week for that. But I just kind of gathered that I think the Colts organizationally speaking hoped that Jim just wouldn't say anything that sparked a fire. And I think Jim was trying his hardest not to spark any fires in that conversation because I think it was just a roundabout way like I'm doing right now to tell you that we're in the same spot as when you and I talked last week. So no movement yet on what's going (laughs) to happen or could happen with Jonathan Taylor. No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I still – I hate to do this because it's tough, right? That's a guy, if, if he's injured, he's injured, and you don't want to act like, well, he's not or he's faking. But until I'm proven otherwise, I think this is just nothing more than a hold-in right now. I think it's a guy that, that probably could be cleared uh, if he were ready to be cleared, if he wanted to be cleared – but he just wants to still take that stand on getting some more money, you know, and what his longer-term deal might be. I don't know how you progress in getting a longer-term deal when you talk about how you're, you're not healthy. I mean, those two don't equate to me and certainly don't give you a lot more money and shouldn't give you a lot more money. I just think that from the Jonathan Taylor side of things, I think this is a play from the playbook of a guy that is trying to get his client a lot of money and his client's incredibly disappointed and really, from their side of things, Tony, has not gone well. And in turn, it's not going to go well for the Colts because we have seen, even with their guy Jake Funk, we have seen just how necessary Jonathan Taylor of the year before last is going to be on this team. And if he's not there, that's problematic. But, yeah, I think we're in the same spot as we were last week. And really the time where we're going to get some movement, we're going to see some things, is coming. And early next week is going to be that timetable, and we shall see. Now let me take you to two sides of the ball. Let's do this uh, in a more of a, of a round robin. Uh, where was Shaquille Leonard, and should we be concerned? Uh, I'm not going to be concerned just yet. Um, I'm not. I, just, I think they're kind of, you know, he came right out in a blaze. There's no doubt about that to start this camp, and I think that made everybody feel good. But in terms of anything aching or anything feeling uncomfortable, they're going to err on the side of caution. So, you know, that part to me is good. I'm not concerned about that just yet. And really for Shaquille Leonard, for me, Tony, it's more like seeing him, what he's supposed to be, you know, not just the fact that is he going to play, you know, he has been out there. He's been participating. Now I want to see him in games become what they had hoped he was going to become. That's, that's what I was looking for. But overall, 
I, I mean, listen, again, Anthony Richardson, maybe we'll play against Philadelphia. He will in these, these group practices coming up, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday in Philly. Uh, but at the same time, the fact that he didn't roll out there and at least give him a series or something like that, maybe throw a couple to Josh Downs. I mean, give the fans the reason they were there was for him. And then not announced that he wasn't playing until the start of the game and all the fans are in there. I thought that was pretty lame. Uh, let's uh, take this to another side of the ball, as I said. Uh, James Washington, what, he gets signed uh, on Friday, and he's got the 42-yard reception on Saturday. This, uh, trying to find the people who's going to replace uh, Ashton Doolin. Um, Ashton Doolin, uh, is, is Washington the guy? Is Montgomery the guy? What do we think? Well, I mean, Washington's the guy. I, that's the one I know the most about, 27-year-old veteran wide receiver. Um, I, I think what you're going to have to find ultimately, Tony, is somebody – that is going to be capable of doing both special teams and wide receiving. I, I don't remember James Washington being a special teams player. I could be wrong about that. But that's what missing Ashton Doolin does to this team. I mean, you're going to miss your fourth wide receiver, somebody that has helped, somebody that has been productive, but also somebody that has been the special team's ace. And that's a big deal. I mean, that is a big deal, especially for a team, Tony, as you and I have talked about, this team has zero margin for any error whatsoever. And when you take what you believe to be a certainty away, I'll give you a great example. Like we thought last year when Sanchez went down with that injury for the season, well, you know, he's just a punter, just replaced the punter, whatever. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, there was just a canyon of difference in the punting a year ago without Sanchez. You can tell already this year, you know, how big of a difference he is. When you take when you take something that is a known commodity that you know is going to be there, you know is going to perform. You take that away from a team that's not very good, normally bad things happen at that position and happen for the rest of the team. And that's what I would consider with Ashton Doolin. I mean, you don't really recognize it until things don't go well in that capacity. And he is a as good a special teamer on this team as you're going to find. And that's going to be tough to find anybody to fill that gap. Staying on that side of the ball, talking to JMV from 93.5, 107.5, the fan, the voice of sports in Indiana. But the other team. Um, the world got to meet Tyson Badgent, uh, on Saturday night, this division two player from Shepard who has numbers that are nearly impossible to describe. I don't care that it's D two, his completions, his yards, it's an exceptional resume. And that guy who's the fourth stringer for the bears looks like a guy that people are asking, how come that dude ain't on my team? Yeah, you know what? That's what they've said about Mike Strawn around here for how many years now? Mike three. I mean, he was, I don't even know where, at Charleston. That's where he came out of college in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. And they've been saying that around here forever. You know, some of these guys, it's funny, Tony, they just make such, you know, incredible explosions in the preseason in a game like that. And then you never really hear from them until the next preseason and then the preseason after that. But I, I think you bring up a good point, you know, and we'll, you know, make a comparative statement from that to Mike Strawn. Man, Mike Strawn's got a huge opportunity, Tony. I mean, you look at Ashton Doolin, Ashton Doolin done for the season, as you just mentioned, and Mike Strawn has always been that, oh, wow, in the preseason. You know, that guy that nobody knew anything about burst upon the scene and then has not done anything during the regular season. This is his time. And, you know, unfortunately, I think it was the hamstring last week. Unfortunately, it's always that kind of minor injury that holds him back. This is his time to really show if he's able to do something in the NFL. Now is the time to do it. And, you know, guys like you're bringing up with the Bears and all, those are those moments where 
It's kind of like the Eminem song. You kind of got to lose yourself in it, right? You got to make it happen in that moment because these moments don't come, come around too often. And these guys don't get multi chances. And, you know, Mike Strong for the Colts is a very good example of one of those types of chances that he certainly has this year with Doolin going down. JMV, 93.5, The Fan, the voice of sports in Indiana. I appreciate you taking the time. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. (laughs) 